0: Welcome to Keiko Talks, the weekly podcast where conversations about life, hot topics, mental health, and more take center stage. We are your hosts, Caitlin and Courtney Geiger. Together, we explore thought-provoking discussions with an ambient vibe that inspires
1: open and honest dialogue. So sit back, relax, and join us for some insightful conversation that will leave you feeling informed and inspired.
0: Welcome back to Keiko Talks. We are super excited to be back. It has been a very long time. Um... And this is our actually our first episode since uh, I like came to visit. Episode, so, like her yeah, our regular. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We had the vlogs go out and then you had your your review on the movie. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, we're excited to be back today. We will be talking about a um, um it's I guess like an interview. What do you call it? Yeah, it's from mm-hmm. Soft White Underbelly. Mm-hmm.
1: If anybody watches that channel, it's a pretty big YouTube channel, actually. Yeah. I used to watch it, it some really all good the stuff. time. Yeah. The, usually the content is kind of about, like, the people out in L.A., like, on Skid Row. That's mm-hmm. how it started. So he would interview people who are, like, very kind of, like, taboo in society, like prostitutes, drug mm-hmm. addicts, homeless people. And it. I always enjoyed those videos because, like, most of the time we don't get to really sit down and talk to people like that you know and no know their lives are like but yeah, exactly he's he's expanded so much now over the years and like um so he's doing like just interesting people just almost like portraits really is what he's doing mm-hmm. he's doing like video mm-hmm. portraits of people and um so for this episode he talked to a divorce lawyer Um, mm-hmm. uh, i'm assuming maybe in la i don't know where he was from i, I wanted to know where he was at because you know he sounded like he has some high-priced clients i was like it sounds like he's in a big metro area you know um but yeah, I think he he. I want to say he was in New York. It sounds I, like. I, it felt like New York for some reason. Mm-hmm. But then I was like, and it could be L.A. too. But I yeah, was getting New York yeah. vibes from the interview. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's one of the recent interviews he posted. is It's literally titled like um, "Marriage and Love It Love Th- Thoughts on Love and Marriage from a Divorce Lawyer." You can look up if you just look up "soft white underbelly," you'll find him. Um. But yeah, he, we, I watched that video yesterday, admittedly, because I was, uh, well, you know what I'm working on right now, right? Um, I was like, well, this will be interesting. I'm trying to listen to just as much as I can, think about it, right? But, and I like sci-fi, Underbelly, but I listened to it and I was like, whoa, this really, you know, not only is it helping me think about this project, it's also helping me just think differently a little bit in general, Mm -hmm. you -hmm. know? Mm -hmm. And um. And he put it in just such precise terms. Mm -hmm. He put it in such, um, I think, relatable terms. And Mm -hmm. he really broke down what marriage really, really is. So Mm -hmm. I shared it with Caitlin because Caitlin has some strong views on marriage too. Mm -hmm. And I was like, let's, we should talk about this on the podcast. We were both really, we were really
0: moved by it. We had a long conversation yesterday about, Mm -hmm. about it. So... Yeah no the guy's name is um i think his name is Jane Sexton yeah. yeah um yeah he's a divorce divorced attorney in in new york and he has a book on how to stay in a marriage i think that's what it's called mm-hmm. um but he is a divorce lawyer and he has some some controversial views on marriage i guess and, and mm-hmm. the idea of uh of coupling versus mm-hmm. marriage um and i prior to watching this have always felt that marriage is something that you do for for business purposes is a legally binding contract. Um and that's how you handle business, not because I love you and I would never, ever, ever, ever get married just because I love someone. Um so prior to watching this, I, I I had that that viewpoint on it. And I'm telling you, when I tell you the stairs, head turns, the Utter it's, disgust,
1: utter disgust, <laughs> shock.
0: People give me when I like tell them my views on marriage are just like, "What are you doing?" And then when they find out that I'm in a relationship, they're like, "Really? What are you doing?" Because mm-hmm. um, it's like, okay, you can have that idea, but okay, of course you're single, right? Um, but it, it's not that I, I just don't see marriage. I mean, marriage is not, in in all honesty, is to me not about love. Um, and so for that to be the only thing that you need to marry somebody. Is very odd. So um, the guy, James Sexton, uh, the divorce attorney, he gave um, me further insight and and a different, even more different perspective on it. Because I don't even know if, you know, business is a good enough reason, you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, I, I don't watching yeah. that. I don't I don't even think it's a good idea. And I want to do a disclaimer really quick too. This is not yes. a saying that you don't go get married. Like you need to do what works best for you in your relationship and however you your wants and dreams. This is just food for thought because of um what this guy as a diver- divorce attorney tells us, right? And I highly suggest going and watching that video. It's mm-hmm. it's um under the channel Soft White Underbelly um and it's about you know, diverse. I guess he, diverse attorney. Attorney talks about marriage, love, something like that, right? Yeah. Um Go look it up. Maybe we should link it in this in the comments. Probably.
1: Should. Yeah, let's do. Let's link let's, it. Let's we'll link it in the me. comments.
0: Actually, so please, please, please go watch it before you just sign your life away. <laughs> please. Hey, yes, enjoy. and
1: I agree. I want to just add a Caitlin's disclaimer too, um, that uh, we realize that marriage is such a personal thing for people a lot of times, and that people really do see themselves oftentimes as the exception in marriage, not the rule. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we're not here to tell you that you are not the exception because you very well could be this exception. Yeah. You yeah, absolutely could. You know you're you know yourself in your relationship. We're we're offering the holistic, honestly mm-hmm. non married person's view like what this looks like from the outside because
0: sometimes when you're in it you can't see it so and even if you see it right a lot of the times you are just so caught up in this idea of love and this fairy tale of what it should be Mm -hmm. that a lot of times the red flags are are very present before you even get to that point in that maybe we should just couple and not be married um Mm -hmm. because of the stipulations who are not even stipulations? The lack of stipulations that come with something like marriage. Yeah, so. it's
1: basically, basically we're offering a constructive criticism on what yeah. is like what this looks like to the outside. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We I use the analogy I was telling you about like it's like going to a circus. Everybody mm-hmm. who's married is like in the circus, mm-hmm. but <laughs> the single people or the people who are not married are outside looking in on the circus and we Mm -hmm. see like you're walking on like tight ropes with no netting underneath to catch you you don't have any you know you don't have rigs on you to make or you're not rigged up to you know what do they call those things the safety cables or whatever Mm -hmm. like that's what y'all that's what it looks like to us from the outside yeah so we're just letting. we're giving you we're just we're telling you what what it looks like to other people you know Mm -hmm. like hopefully that is helpful
0: Mm mm-hmm yeah i mean that's not necessarily my purpose and like what it looks like my i think more i'm i think of things more logically and so i think of things in the sense of like does this make sense or not mm-hmm. and the construct of marriage does not make sense right mm-hmm. um so that is my my point in in this this discussion um to, to, you know, obviously you have to ask yourself that question, but to just share a different, a different opinion, a not common, a non-common opinion on the matter. Because most people want to be married and that's unfortunately the dream, not even unfortunately, I guess, but for me, unfortunately, the dream that we are sold and this fantasy that we are sold. Yeah. Um, and so it, it, it is, you know, something to, at this point in our lives to critically think about. Yeah. And also then the ramifications of even getting married and then possibly getting a divorce. Mm-hmm. So, um, it, highly suggest go watching that interview. We're actually going to talk about a few of the things that he talked about in there that were pretty jarring, if you ask me. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: yeah. And I think also we should start by saying we all recognize that we are sold a narrative about what relationships between men and women specifically mm-hmm. heterosexually mm-hmm. should look like. And mm-hmm. even what marriage should look like between homo uh, not, I don't say homosexual, but same sex marriages. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, we're told we are all fighting a major massive narrative. Like this narrative is so pervasive, pervasive. So if you are believing the narrative, to be honest, that's what you should like, that's what society, you should be doing by society standards. Mm -hmm. So it's not even bad that you believe the narrative It's just Mm -hmm. like critically think about what the narrative is, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because movies, TV, songs, Mm -hmm. books, articles, um, You know, religious institutions, schools, uh, all these sort of institutions are are set up around the idea of coupling and marriage. Mm -hmm. A lot of them do, you know? Yeah.
0: Especially in adulthood. Like, that is
1: the that is the that's seen as a form of entertainment as an adult is to get with somebody
0: it's entertainment i think it's seen as a social status Mm
1: -hmm. it's seen
0: as you are like a competent male or female i mean it just it gives you all of the it's like checks all of these boxes that it shouldn't even be checking to be fair yeah but that's what that's in society that's what
1: our world is um that's the narrative that our world is preaching
0: you know, mm-hmm.
1: even like things like jobs, like having a, being married at a job is like, oh, you're seen as a like good dependable person mm-hmm. or, you know, like married men make more money than single men kind of thing, mm-hmm. you know? So, um, yeah, I just think, I think it's worth considering why, you know, it's, and then especially when you look at the stats of what he was saying, if most marriages end up in divorce, Mm-hmm. then obviously there was a disconnect between what the narrative is telling us and then mm-hmm. what's actually yeah. happening in the real world.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So,
1: you know, there's there needs to be
0: some critical thought
1: about why that's happening.
0: Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah, I think he the quotes he was using was, um, or not the quotes, the stats he was using was, and he said about 50, between 53 and 56% of marriages in the U.S. end in divorce, right? Mm-hmm um and that he is added,
1: he added another like 20% on he's like if you add the people who are just staying for the kids mhm that's another probably like
0: for the 20%. kids and he said something else if they're staying for kids and if they're staying for like financial to, reasons or something fi- yeah yeah there was another reason he said that they stay that's a he and he was at, at first he was being generous saying 10% but he was like to be to, to be, be fair, probably more, like 20%. Yeah, it's probably like 20%. So, yeah, right? so he's like, that number gets up to about 70%. It's about 75%, right? Mm-hmm. So from the jump, you just signing away your life, right? Um, and that on this, on this piece of paper that doesn't have any, any information about what's going to happen during, after, what to expect, what not to expect, what are your responsibilities and roles, just... Just signing it away, right? Mm-hmm. You are already at a 75-ish percent chance of getting divorced. Yeah. Already. Um, and so he was just saying, like, uh, you you're you're taking a huge risk. That's one of the yeah. greatest risks you can take in your life. And then and, 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 not and, the greatest. It's not the greatest. And then the reward is dealing with another person, you know? So yeah. it's like, ooh.
1: Is that really rewarding? Another thing he broke down too, which I think is this will help people understand. He said, using that seventy-five percent statistic, he said, if you if you walked outside and someone said, okay, if you go outside, there's a seventy-five percent chance that a bowling ball is going to hit you on the head.
0: Mm -hmm. Would you do do it? it? You're you're (laughs) You're not not going to do it. Like (laughs) if
1: you think about it, that's like what, like in so many terms, that's like the same thing. He was saying that marriage really is It's like there's a seventy-five percent chance. Ish, mm-hmm. that it probably is gonna not work. And then he also said something which I thought was really good. He said, All marriages end in divorce or death. Mm-hmm. And the idea mm-hmm. is that you get to death. That's the mm-hmm. ideal state, you yeah. know, which is morbid sort of to think about. But like the idea is that one of you, either one of you or both of you, dies before this marriage ends, right? And mm-hmm. you stay together. That's what the ideal is. Mm-hmm. And it's like when you really think about that, is that necessarily that's not guaranteeing whatever happens in between?
0: Yeah, you know exactly. what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. Um,
1: that's not discussing anything that happens between the work it takes to be in a marriage or be in a relationship to mm-hmm. have those kinds of, you know, to build real partnership with somebody. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, he just, he really threw out some really good stats. He threw out some really good analogies that I really mm-hmm. think would really help people to really
0: think you know? Yeah, I know. I think so, too. Yeah, another thing that I thought was really interesting, too, is how he was saying, like, marriages in um, prior to social media. And mm-hmm. I was like, huh. Nobody really talks about the impact of social media on marriages in that, you know, you may be from a little small town where there is, you know, f- five single people, five single females, and four single men. That's your picking, you know? Yeah. Um, And so now, with the help of social media... Um, you have millions of people, of people at your fingertips, right? And it just takes a little quick DM to get any sort of spark going, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so you don't feel the need to maintain, maintain said marriage. You can go find something greener and better every time, right? Um, and so the the impact of social media on marriages is, is is basically they're not lasting <laughs> which we mm-hmm. already knew um but it is interesting interesting to see that even a divorce attorney um is, is basically attributing social media to a huge impact on the success or lack of success for marriage and I also want to say too that um he also emphasizes that marriage as an institution um is is faulty from the start like it, it's something mm-hmm. that it probably shouldn't sh- exists and he was saying that it's a, pretty much an archaic technology um because mm. that's what it is um and um he he was saying then it was faulty now it's faulty it will always be faulty and he does not see that changing just mm-hmm. because people are sold this dream um and so it, i mean the, the whole institution of marriage is um he called has it has always been questionable thing. and will always be questionable yes yeah, it's and- just up to you whether or not you're going to question it
1: that, yes. And mm-hmm. he also said, too, that um, he just kept mentioning, he's like, marriage is a technology. And when we mm-hmm. think about what technology is, it's like using science mm-hmm. and to pra- to create practically um, things that are practical for everyday use. Right. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. like a computer is what we would think of as technology or our phones or mm-hmm. we think of as technology. And what he's implying, I think, with technology or using that word technology is that this institution serves a specific function. Mm-hmm. In society, and I think that's how you have to think about it. It's not really you know it's not something that is totally and completely emotionally driven or mm-hmm. you know romantic driven or personal connection driven it's something that has that sort of is a direct function, you know mm-hmm. and I think we might have talked about this earlier in the like in the podcast early early in the podcast when we're doing the podcast, but um you know the purpose. For for a society like the United States or a capitalist society, marriage mm-hmm. has a direct purpose. Oh, yeah. Number one, it it controls um, the ma- vast majority of people into these sort of family unit structures, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. then we can ensure the birth of children, which keeps our race going, or not race, mm-hmm. but our nationality, our nation going, because mm-hmm. we need more people to work in the future mm-hmm. to keep all of these systems flowing.
0: And so it need ensures-
1: so, yeah, and it keeps kids. people indebted to this lifestyle. You're selling people a lifestyle. Mm-hmm. You're selling them that you get married, have kids, have a own a home. You're not mm-hmm. only you're in debt for years. So mm-hmm. you're working for years, you're getting, yep. you know, you're paying for your children's education, you're paying mm-hmm. for, you know, medical costs. Like mm-hmm. all of these things a big price tag is attached to mm-hmm. the institution of marriage. And mm-hmm. so if they basically if we're convinced that we need this institution, we're also convinced that we need to spend the money.
0: To support it, to support it, Mm
1: -hmm. you know. So, it there it serves a direct function in our society to have people
0: establish themselves around family units. Mm -hmm. And And I also be clear on what that looks like. Yeah, because now it's like you fail and you try again. You fail and you try again. You just fail and you try again. Exactly until you get until you I guess get what you think you. I don't know if people really get what they what they want. Like it's very few and far between. On people who are genuinely happy in marriage, I think.
1: Yeah, and I think also something, the, another function that marriage serves in our world is it is a way of, in my opinion, controlling men, which I think they see. I think our society sees men as a as a bigger threat, like to f- for physical violence. I guess for women, like it's the idea that if a man has is attached to a woman in some sort of monogamous situation, he at least has a woman that he can like. Unleash whatever like tendencies on onto. Yeah. Um, I think it serves that purpose on a like base level because again we do exist in a patriarchy, so I think it it makes it sort of like we'll marry off average women to average men. Now higher ranking men might have access to more women, you know, which is more hypergamous type situation. But for you know the average guy, find one woman and then you have access to at least a woman.
0: You know what I'm saying? Hmm.
1: I think yeah. it serves that purpose too, of kind of keeping like men in
0: check, patriarchally. Agree, but I can. I mean, I I can tell you. I mean, I, I think it also
1: keeps women in check too. But it keeps hmm. like it keeps this sort of like, well, you have a family to focus on, so you need to be following certain rules. There needs to be certain behaviors you follow. You I know disagree what I mean? with
0: that because no I, one tells so. you how to act in a relationship. No one.
1: No, but there's a there's still an expectation that if you are a wife and a mother, you're going to be doing certain things. Like you're gonna, you know, take care of the home, or you're gonna make sure that you take. Yeah, pick but up I the don't think that's school. like
0: that's the narrative to keep any guy off the street. Because let's be honest, a lot of married men are still on the street doing these things. So like, I don't think that is the idea that is sold to men. Um, I think it's like for men, it's just I think I'm women thinking- are seen as something that you can control. And thus, you can do whatever.
1: That's why I think, I think that they are told that through marriage, you can have control and access to a woman. Hmm. That's what mm. I think. And, well, and I'm only comparing that to ancient societies where they were basically harems. So like mm-hmm. the women, there would only be really one man, one, maybe two men that the women were actually having any kind of intercourse with. Mm-hmm. And the rest of the men were basically like worker men who mm-hmm. did not have access to women. And women were almost this like select luxury status thing.
0: I mean, as they should be, clearly.
1: Well, I mean, and then it would be more like one man who could afford all of these women to have access to all these women would have access to women. Everybody else who couldn't didn't, which I think from that, you know, that model makes the man on the average scale, the average guy be like, well, why does this guy get all the women? And then mm-hmm. they tend like they get violent about that sort of thing. You know what I mean? So I think monogamy also serves that purpose. That's that maybe that's my conspiracy theory, but patriarchally I think it's a way of quote taming the average man and keeping the average mm-hmm. man from like revolting in some ways against the rich dudes who have access.
0: Hmm. Huh. I don't know. I don't, that's I don't, mean, that's, a, that's an interesting theory. I don't I don't know about that one. I think it's a way of I think
1: it's one way of taming men and giving access,
0: um, and controlling women too. Mm -hmm. Definitely. I can see that as a way of controlling women. I was, I think, I don't know if I saw this in the, in this video or not, but, um, I was watching something and you can tell me if it's in there or not, but he was saying like most, um, that, um, that is like the little things that you do or don't do or you stop doing that cause the marriage to like break down if it yeah. is dumbed down to a single thing. But it's like these little bits of like disconnection. And um I I I I agree with that in one way, but I also think too that like it's um and I, this is I guess this is not in supportive marriage. I mean personally I, I'm like team coupling you know what I'm saying um mm-hmm. but I, I see how that is that breakdown and definitely causes things to change but I think that's when you communicate right so I was like I, I didn't I didn't quite understand that I was just like why about not the just, tiny moments of disconnect yeah like if you feel like disconnected like that's when you're like hey like what's going on are you okay like you know what I mean like What's going on? Yeah, that's like, what you
1: should do. You mm-hmm. should communicate. But I think he was saying that some, a lot of people don't necessarily, like, know how to or, like, they don't take mm. the steps to actually do the work for that. Yeah, so then it just ends up, he was just using an example. He was using, like, granola or something mm-hmm. as an example of just how, like, eventually, you know, the, the husband stopped buying the granola, just replacing it and mm-hmm. being considerate about it. And so, you know, he, like... You just see, like, that was just an example. It was like a symptom
0: Mm -hmm. of what was going on, you you know, I
1: think. So, and he was saying that that happened so much earlier on than before they got to his office. And he was like, Mm -hmm. how did this happen? And she was like, well, you know, there was like granola, the granola situation. Mm -hmm. And he was like, yeah, that happened way before you even got to my office. So that's Mm -hmm. when it really needs to be addressed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Not when you were sitting in my office and we're we're duking it out over who gets the house.
0: Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. like he's like, when you come to my office, it's, it's a done. Wrap. Yeah, he's <laughs> like, by the time you get yeah. to me,
1: there is no saving it. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So one thing he did suggest that I thought was interesting is if you do get married, you have to get a prenup. Yeah, absolutely have to get a prenup. And um I, do you agree with that? In that you should get a prenup, or you still think you should just absolutely get not get married.
1: Um, I mean, I agree with both. I I think for me personally, I'm just gonna say I don't see, I personally don't see myself ever getting married just because of what Caitlin said. I see it as a business transaction <laughs> now, especially, and I don't see it as something that I would want for my life. But I've never been mm-hmm. that kind of person. I don't see, I don't romantic. I never romanticize that institution, so that's mm-hmm. not an issue for me. But yeah. I think if you are going to get married, it's an absolute non-negotiable. To get a prenup sign,
0: even mm-hmm. if you got
1: two dollars to your name,
0: mm-hmm. you know
1: what I mean. Like, I just think it's some sort of understanding about how that relationship is going to look in the future if it ever does dissolve mm-hmm. is necessary because every other institution we go into, there's an expectation set out in the contract. Correct? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When we go start a job, they tell you what your role is, what you're going to be signing on for. When you go to school, you get you know your little manual about like how to conduct yourself. Um, You know, shoot. Whenever, Even when I go to shoot my films, I give people a little contract saying, this is what we're going to be doing. This is how we're going to be doing it. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like, everything, most everything we do, we set out beforehand. But a marriage, is like, oh, we want to get married. Let's go.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Mm -hmm. I wonder
1: why, I wonder if it's purposely, like, they don't put anything in those clauses in the the marriage contract. Mm -hmm. Because they don't want people to, like, not
0: do it. Yeah, maybe. I think that's a part of it. And I think also, too, when you're dealing with... Humans, emotions, trauma um it's hard to quantify absolutely because everybody's experience is their own, and what everybody's marriage is going to look like is going to be their own, right? Mm-hmm. But I do think what they should provide information on is the um the proper not proper because you go through a divorced attorney, but at least the protocol for getting the divorce and choosing to separate, because Mm -hmm. I think people would think twice. You would have to, both of you guys would be signing on a line with knowing that in mind. And so Mm -hmm. more people would be more educated about the, um, about if if the relationship is to dissolve what that entails and what that looks like, just like any other thing, you know, if you get a, a bag of food, and it has some chemical in it, or you have let's use cleaning spray. It has a warning sign on it to warn you of the the possible risk of using it. Mm-hmm. It has also who to contact if something were to happen. It has a list of all these risks and all of these um, the like the protocol to go to if you were to encounter any of these risks. So why isn't that put on something like a a marriage license or a certificate exactly. or? I, I that I I will never understand. But at the same time, I can see people wouldn't get married.
1: Oh, That's yeah. Why. <laughs> yeah, people Just wouldn't people get would married. Like, what?
0: And to be fair, marriage is a huge moneymaker. This guy in this in this um he is a divorce attorney. Right. And he, this is how he's talking about it. You guys really should go watch it because how he says things in this are it makes a lot of sense. It is a little difficult to hear, I think, because your idea of marriage is probably going to be debunked in question um Mm -hmm. but he the way he is talking about marriage as a divorce attorney says a lot and what i mean by that is this is how he makes money yeah he's basically telling you don't get married unless you absolutely have a prenup and you're able to have that conversation with your significant other and just couple if you cannot agree on those two things yeah right he will always be in business, always. Yeah. Never not have a job. I'm pretty sure he's. He looks like he's very big time. He's probably making doing very well for himself. Mm-hmm. Um. So, and he has no question that he will. He is a recession-proof business, and I don't doubt it. To be fair. Yeah, I, don't, I do he not said doubt it. There were it. more
1: people coming out of COVID coming mm-hmm. to his office.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, actually, I can.
1: He gave some free game, too. He was like, honestly, if people did more pair bonding and mm-hmm. really sat down and thought about marriage, I wouldn't have actually have a job or a career. Exactly.
0: Exactly. He was <laughs> like, like people are still going to do it. I'm still going to have a job. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. And he's so candid about like his lack of support in the institution of marriage and it's what marriage crazy. means. And he. It's still probably filthy rich because of it, Yeah, <laughs> because of people just don't want to educate themselves. They don't educate. They're just so caught up in their own dream and what the idea of love should look like. And half the time, most people are not, not getting that in marriage. He also mm-hmm. talked about in the in the thing of how people go into a marriage, not only expecting a marriage, but they expect, um, you know, mm-hmm. It to be the person that they're best friends with, to do all these activities with, to travel with, and to be the best at all of those things. And it's like, nobody can give you that. No one can give you that on top of you have to be in a happy marriage. Like, you can't just be in a marriage. You have to be happy. You have to be healthy. You have to be all of these best, 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 best. best. And it's like, that's not even realistic. Nothing about that is realistic. Hell, even the the little princess Disney people that you see, they're not even perfect. They have flaws, you know? And those are made up characters
1: and i think too also um like what Caitlin was saying in our world though our idea of what a partner a romantic partner should be is the soulmate model which is yeah. that they, this person can is not only my best friend they're my best lover they're my best they're the best cook they're the best um you know activities partner they're the mm-hmm. best this that and the third and it's like honestly i think we need to go to a more community based Model mm-hmm. for where like and yeah. people that's gonna real shake the table because people are gonna be like not you can't we're my man you can't talk to my man all that mm-hmm. you know what I mean and but I think the idea that like actually maybe my this person I am really good friends with and is a good support system but my best activities partner might be my best friend Cheryl mm-hmm.
0: yeah exactly and Cheryl that's might okay. be who I go
1: to hang out with and do X Y Z with or Cheryl mm-hmm. might be a better cook you mm-hmm, know what I mean mm-hmm. like we don't look to friendships. To sustain the uh, other, to fulfill part of our lives. We think this mm-hmm. other, this one person has There's to do that. Yeah. And I've, since I've I've changed that mind, that mindset, I've realized I'm able to have so many more, I've opened myself up to productive friendships. Mm-hmm. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like I look to different people for different things. Like, okay, Caitlin can't exactly provide this level of support, but my other friend might be able to. Mm-hmm. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Sometimes I just need somebody to be like, you can do it or whatever like it's just Mm -hmm. it's very and you know and then you got to also be that for other people so I think if we look at romantic partnerships as like this person can is somebody I've selected as a I don't even want to say a core but kind of my main I guess Mm -hmm. go-to and somebody I live with and work with I guess Mm -hmm. in that respect or build maybe a family with but I look to other people and I I ask other people to be a part of my village to Mm -hmm. help create you know, a full life experience for me. And I think we assume that, that. yeah, we assume that if my girlfriend is talking to another man, then they're trying to screw each other. And like, Mm -hmm. we have this hyper-sexualized view of everything that Mm -hmm. prevents people from really creating the community that they need.
0: Yeah. And I I think it's very selfish and and, and watching this has helped me come to this conclusion. I think monogamy is very rooted in selfishness. I agree and and, and, and because control it's control and ownership it's control and ownership and you expect this per, this one person to be everything to you. But mm-hmm. when you are genuinely interested in this person, um trying to be them best their best self and them advocating for what is best for them, monogamy doesn't make sense, you know? I agree. That's like it you doesn't. can't say that, you know, maybe, you know, if they have a really good relationship with their parent, then their parent is obviously going to provide them something. I can't say cut off your mom and dad so that you can be everything to me so you can act as my mom and dad. Yeah. that That's not how that works. So I think it's very like the idea of I'm not saying that you have to go out here and be, you know, polyamorous or anything like that. But you really should you should question yourself. Why? Why do I have an issue with that? And a lot of that comes back to control and optics of what mm-hmm. someone is telling you you should have. Mm-hmm. And and this idea that I should own this person and this person has to be all of these things to me. Yeah. And to be fair, a marriage has, oftentimes it's not just about you. You know, when you're going in with that attitude of it's all about me and my needs and what I want and this person has to be this, 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 this to me. And the other person's coming in with that energy too. It's bound to not work.
1: Yeah.
0: It, it's and obvious I, why it's not working.
1: I think the reason why they, because of the idea of sexual um, infidelity and sexual, mm-hmm. I think that's why people have for historically been like you can't have friends, you can't have this, you, can't, mm-hmm. can't, you like can't do this sort of like extra stuff, mm-hmm. you know. And I think, I think again, if we move away from hypersexualizing everything,
0: mm-hmm.
1: or if we move into like Caitlin's saying, more of a community-based looking to other people, mm-hmm. platonically to fulfill certain. I guess I don't say roles, but yeah, maybe like certain roles in our lives, and we we outsource to multiple different people. I think we would have a better experience of the relation, our romantic
0: relationships. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I think it would take the taboo putting, off of it too.
1: It would take like, the taboo
0: off of it. It was like, oh, I sh- I can't. You know, like part of the taboo I think for men is also the chase and the mystery and the the thrill of yeah. it. Right I think when I already have you it's no longer those things it's not yeah i think the issue is like at this point just work
1: (laughs) i just feel like a lot of people i'm not gonna say just men but i feel like a lot of people don't know how to be in platonic relationships Mm -hmm. just platonic relationships they think any anything that's a positive platonic relationship also is a sexual relationship Mm -hmm. and i think that is also what keeps a lot of people from being like we can form a wide community of people to fulfill Mm -hmm. certain different needs. They're Mm -hmm. like, you know, you need to be exclusive to me because you're my only sexual partner. You know what I mean? And I think, I think, and you might, and I'm not even against having just one sexual partner or having, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. I'm not opposed to that. But I think if you, you assume somebody's gonna be your sexual partner and your best friend, and you know the best cook, the best, you know, car mechanic, yeah, the best everything. I think is unrealistic. And like, if we look beyond the potential of somebody cheating, which I guess is people's biggest fears in marriage mm-hmm. or whatever, then, you know, I think we can begin to start looking at community to help.
0: You know, Mm -hmm. yeah, and that's real radical for people. I think (laughs) that's real radical. It definitely (laughs) is. And the thing is, I think cheating cheating is not is never really the issue. Like the cheating is like the guy said, that's a symptom Mm -hmm. of the marriage failing, right? um And so I think that's why people are very like cut and dry because at that point that's like the finalization. When I feel like most people probably know by that time, like, hey. This is this something in this is not working. There is some level of a disconnect. And usually you can see in actions and things like that before it ever gets to finding out cheating. Right. Yeah. Um, And to be fair, I don't even think che- cheating is a deal breaker. Right. It's a lack of communication. It's a lack of trust. Because to be fair, if a partner of mine came to me and was like, hey, I'm interested in so and so and so. I'm like, go ahead, do your thing, babes. You know what I mean. Like, who am I to stop you? Because what I do know is, I- I'm not gonna be, I'm, I'm not gonna be that girl every day. I'm just not gonna be that girl. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You have to know what you can offer and what you cannot offer. And if you, whatever you need to figure out, you need to figure out. And I'm talking in any capacity. That could be in a sexual relationship. That could be in a friendship. That could be in activities. That could be in, in like you need to go get fulfilled wherever you go get fulfilled. Because guess what? I'm gonna be doing the same thing. That's what I'm actively trying to do. I would hope I that would... you're doing the same thing.
1: I would draw, the, the only thing I would draw a line is that sexual going with other people only because of like diseases and stuff.
0: I mean, I think that that is, I, I understand the precaution in that, but I also think too that if that is a dynamic that you are interested in doing, bring that to the table, bring that person to the table and we can all discuss that together. You know what I mean? Don't. People I'm not are so about dishonest
1: about it because they're trying to maintain the status quo. Oh, that's, no, really, I think people,
0: that's really the issue is
1: like people are trying to maintain the status quo of what a monogamous marriage should look like and mm-hmm. so they just lie and they really want to do polyamory or they really want to be able to have other families and do all this other shit but then mm-hmm. they come and they go and like get in a marriage and try to like secure that and then go do whatever else they're gonna do on the side and mm-hmm. it's like mm-hmm. if you just came with polyamory to begin with you mm-hmm. can discuss that but exactly they know, yeah they yeah. know most people ain't gonna go for polyamory so they
0: like yeah. they just lie <laughs> and to be fair mm-hmm. before all of these conversations start it starts with communication right yeah A lot of times that's also what's lacking in a lot of marriages is basic communications or in any relationship to be fair, is basic communication. If you know what I mean? Like I, I think it's important to have those conversations and like, you know what, if I'm interested in somebody, what is, what is your stance going to be on that? And maybe Mm -hmm. that'll tell you if that person is, or is not for you. And then you don't even have to waste your time. Like you don't even got to go down the marriage train, thought, any of it. Yeah. But I, I think it is, and I, I, that's why I think I'm a fan of coupling. Is because I think that people are in your life for a reason in a season. I don't mm-hmm. believe in the one like that. That concept is absurd to me. Yeah. Um, you have phases in, in life where this person may suit you at this time, and this person may not. Just because you as a, a human. Are you are very dynamic? Like you're going to have highs and lows and in betweens and all of those things like that. You are not going to be the same person, or I hope you're not going to be the same person in twenty years. So who's to say that person still wants to deal with you or not deal with you, or maybe they like who you have become or they don't? Like they have the right to advocate for themselves in say relationship too. So team coupling all the way, and I suggest you as other as a person in that relationship to to do the same. You know? Yeah. I don't I know. I like. I'm almost on the
1: spectrum of like, just don't be in relationships at all. I'm like, I'm like relationship anarchy. All right. I disagree with Cut that. the shit. Totally. And I'm only saying that because I, I don't know, maybe I'm just aromantic and I don't give a damn. But personally, I don't see why everything I can do in a platonic relationship, I guess besides the sexual element to it, I could like do in a romantic relationship.
0: So why be in a romantic relationship? Like, why not
1: just stay in platonic relationships?
0: I think there are some benefits to being in a rel- romantic relationship. It's there's, Like he said in the, um, the interview, mm-hmm. he was saying that it's very hard to see yourself if you're in the lens, right? Mm-hmm. But it's easier for someone else to do that for you. Um, and I, I think that is yes, one way.
1: The truth is, like, I can do that. If I have really good platonic friends, they're, they're doing that anyway.
0: Oh, yeah, that's what I was going to say. He says that in there that, you know, you have soulmates or people that, that you have those ties to. And that does not have to be romantic in any capacity. Yeah. Um. And so, yeah, I, I hear that. I, I do think that um. If, if that's how you're thinking about it, then. That's what I'm
1: saying I I, I don't really see relation I don't see romantic relationships as a necessary mm-hmm. and I don't even always see them as I see them as more risk adverse than not. Yeah, that's true. That's what, what that's the- how I think about them. Cuz even in even in a partner pair bonding, you still have the risk of somebody hurting you at least emotionally deeply. Maybe they can't take all your money like a marriage, mm-hmm. but you have the risk of somebody emotionally and even maybe sometimes physically damaging you, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. mentally damaging you versus if we're not in that kind of arrangement, you know, it, even as friends, we'll just we'll just cut it off like we were we were in a platonic relationship anyways.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. What I
1: think the safest thing you can do is to be like, here's a spectrum for me. There's single, non-romantic relationship, not looking for a romantic relationship. Fuck romantic relationships. Pair bonding, marriage. Marriage is like iron lock, contract, you know, put on the shackles. You know what I'm saying? I think, and pair bonding is sort of like in between
0: to mm-hmm. me. Yeah, I can see that. It's like, very, it's like a neutral. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. You know what I thought was really interesting, though, that he did not talk about? He didn't talk about any like anything related to having children and the effects of that on a marriage
1: yeah but I, like, I, oh, that's I, I could see him not really having that perspective since he is a divorce attorney he's he's really breaking up couples not yeah, so yeah, much with children true. but that's something to think about too is what mm-hmm. does this effect have on the children that you bring into the world because mm-hmm. we know what our situation was like and our parents were not married and that's in mm-hmm. we exactly. 25 26 years old really trying to even unpack that mm-hmm. imagine people who do have parents who have who got divorced or married multiple times or like you know all of these things and like bringing new people into their lives and having to switch homes and like all of these things you know like it's just that is their scope imagine being a child and the only thing you know is divorce and disconnection
0: mm-hmm Mm-hmm. That's how a lot of us were raised yeah. was on the divorce and too, disconnection. Like, it's not necessarily the actual divorce and the disconnection. Cause I think that is comprehensible to kids of like, okay, you can sit down a kid and be like, you know, mommy and daddy were here. And now we're going to go our separate ways and you have to travel back and forth. I think it's how the divorce usually happens in that it gets yeah. really, 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 really nasty quickly. Um, because now people don't know what they're signing up for, for, from in the beginning. So it's like a shock when you were finding this out but you now have to kind of like almost it's this idea that you have to fight right in a in a divorce and so and then people are really bringing out freaking battle gear you know and Agreed. and the kid sees that like some people at one point i guess the kids hopefully saw that their parents loved each other and were you know able to at least coexist at bare minimum mm-hmm. um to now it's the complete arms up like I'm sure they've never seen their parents in in that capacity because divorce really brings out the ugly in people. I agree. Yeah, I, I, I agree.
1: I think the people that divorce turns or what divorce turns people into is usually what has a longer impact Mm -hmm. on the child mentally, emotionally. That's what they're usually unpacking is like, kids can understand the you know mechanics of like well mommy and daddy aren't going to be in the same house anymore like Mm -hmm. generally that's not so much the issue it's like why mom or like why mom is drinking alcohol because of like said divorce or why dad is you know like incapable of like loving me now because of the divorce like you know what i'm saying like that's the kind of stuff that ends up really affecting children for a very long time into adulthood yeah no i completely agree you know Yeah. And um, something else he said, which kind of goes back to what we were saying about the stats he was giving everybody. He really broke this down, which really helped, was an eye opener for me. He said that marriage is a negligent, uh, by by a legal definition, marriage is a negligent activity. And what he means Mm -hmm. by that, not negligence in the sense that like, I just, I forgot to, you know, turn off the stove before I left and now the house Mm -hmm. is burned. Mm -hmm. Not like that. But he's saying like, In law school, what is considered negligent is like, if the burden of not doing something is lower than the risk you take doing it.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So
1: the risk you take for doing marriage, getting married is higher than the burden of not doing it. Mm -hmm. So it Mm -hmm. is a negligent activity to do. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm
1: -hmm. So what we were talking about percentages, like there's a higher chance of you getting divorced than not getting divorced. Mm -hmm. So when you step into that institution, you've already lost mhm
0: mm-hmm. statistically yeah yeah mhm so yeah. That, that really helped no, that was that eye-opening. for opening mm-hmm. it was very
1: much like it's like opportunity cost you know that is yeah, 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 yeah. like what do i lose by doing this or not doing it mhm mm-hmm. you know and it's like actually not doing it you, you might what you have more to potentially gain or you lo- you have you run the risk of losing less by not mm-hmm. doing it which is true when we think about life if you're a single person not married, or if you're a pair bonded, not married, then there's absolutely no chance that I'm going to lose half my house. Mm-hmm. There's no chance I'm going to lose, you know, half my car or like, mm-hmm. or the ownership of, you know, this asset or whatever. I have no yeah. chance of that because I never signed the thing in the first place.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. You and I saying? think too, that like, even emotionally speaking, right. Um, which, you know, a lot of times in divorce, it really comes down to to the financial means, right. But um, even in when you're when you're just coupling, you have the option to, I think, walk away more freely Mm -hmm. without going through all of these other things like this character shift and this like mentality. You have to fight and win and you become something that you are not like. It's like a trickle down effect. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, On top of I think when you just couple, you are actively choosing to stay every day. You know what I mean? Versus a marriage, you get to, in a level of almost like complacency, um, that you don't necessarily always have when you're just coupling. Mm -hmm. Um, but no, that's, that right there was, it, it don't make, it's, it's, if you put it in context of like a child it don't it don't make sense why do it it just does not make sense (laughs) like it doesn't make
1: basically he was saying on paper the institution of marriage does not make sense Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. like the way we do it now does not make sense yeah and i think he was even saying back in the day it didn't make sense but Mm -hmm. again it was more about direct property ownership and getting access to you know investments and all these things Mm -hmm. and um and then get also getting access to women so like when when women and relationships were much more controlled at the time, then of course marriages broke up less because there was no ability to de- divorce. You know yeah, what I mean? Exactly. Mm-hmm. But I think he was even saying then he was like, even then it really didn't make sense. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Thank you for listening to part one of our discussion on love and marriage. We hope you found this conversation insightful and interesting. Maybe we even change your ideas on matrimony. Don't forget to join us next week for part two of our
0: discussion. Bye, everybody.